everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all-important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. I couldn't handle all that, like all that, like, all the responsibility on me. Like I got to do the sales plan, the marketing plan, the business processes. And it was so bloody hard, Jesus Christ. It was so, it was so annoying. Like every single passion I had for marketing shriveled up and died. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Hustle and Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we are two sisters who love business. On this show, we talk about the ups and downs of the hustle and the reward at the end of the journey. And we know all the challenges that come with starting a business between operating our wedding venue, doing speaking and consulting, and starting our luxury wedding planning company. We wake up and hustle every day. But we love what we do. And today we're talking with Abby, founder of For Her Empire, which teaches female entrepreneurs how to create and structure their business that works around their strengths and weaknesses. Abby helps women set up marketing and sales funnels to generate consistent income within their business. She is an educator, coach, consultant, and uncompromising supporter of female-owned businesses. Abby, welcome to Hustle & Gather. Happy to be here. Hi, everyone. We are so excited to have you. I uh, love your energy. So fun. Tell us where you're you're joining us from. So I am in Nairobi, Kenya right now. Like far away from you guys, like a different right. continent. Mm-hmm. It is, yes. And you're what, like five hours behind us? Is that right? Uh, it's like seven, seven hours. Yes, seven yes. hours difference. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us and and your evening time. We appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this is how I like to spend my Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is Friday. It too. is Friday. Yeah. 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 Thanks for your Friday night. <laughs> I know. Oh. But we want to really get into your story. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and was marketing, coaching, others, something that you always thought that you would go down as a career path? Quite honestly, the only reason why I had a career path is because my mom stopped sending me pocket money. <laughs> and then the girl had to figure out how to survive on her own. <laughs> so that happened. And so like I, I took this course, telecommunication and IT which I know I took only because it sounded expensive, like I could get money out of it in mm-hmm. the future. But then I stopped at it and I failed, I failed, I failed. And my mom gave up on me. She's like, I'm no longer sending you money. Now I'm Nigerian, yeah. I'm in Kenya, and I don't have a relative here. So if you stop sending me money, I am literally screwed. Mm-hmm. So like I had to find a job immediately. And I had, because I had failed all this time, my CV was literally my name. And the phone number of my lecturer, who I knew personally, could lie for me mm-hmm. and say, she's so wonderful and committed. That was my CV. So obviously, nobody hired me. So mm-hmm. I had to get a job. I had to pick up some skills. I got into graphic design, Photoshop, through YouTube tutorials. Mm-hmm. I somehow fumbled my way into getting a job at a food delivery startup here in Kenya. I guess the barrier for entry must have been so low because I had no actual CV. I just had like those designs I had done, like a portfolio after taking those tutorials. And luckily, I guess they were desperate enough that they hired me. Then I came in as the social media and marketing manager. 
And somehow mm-hmm. I, must have, I must have done a good job because I, I instead of just handling the, the main branch in Kenya, they added like the Kampala Uganda branch to it. So I became the manager for both. And I got to learn on the fly. I literally learned by, you know, those HubSpot's free courses, the certification mm-hmm. courses, mm-hmm. literally learned marketing through that, got all certification. So I look like I know my stuff. I could <laughs> bring those things out like, hi, hey, I'm certified. <laughs> <laughs> And that was uh, that was around early 2016. I used to be a, a book blogger before then. So I had to work with publishers. I had to work with self-published authors to create like social media graphics for their mm-hmm. blog tours. So I, I, I had been doing some marketing, although I didn't consider it marketing. Uh, I had lied my way into getting some job on Upwork to do marketing for someone. And wow. Not sure how they how they hired me, but they did. And just like that, I got into marketing, and that's how I like just like fumbled my way into finding out what I really liked in life. I love that, and I really loved. I feel like you're like the epitome of fake it till you make it. I know. Right? 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 <laughs> I love that. And I, it's something that we actually tell our brand new um, uh, wedding planners because they have the skills, they have the ability, they have the drive, but there is that confidence when you're trying to sell yourself to something that we're like, just fake it till you make it. Just like, just fake it. Like fake the funk here. It's fine. I love that. So that was, you said 2016? Yeah. So that was 2016. I did the book blogging thing 2015. I did the startup thing 2016. Then around ending 2016, I just sort of like got bored because it became mm-hmm. monotonous. I'm like, okay, I've taken all the HubSpot classes. I've taken all the tutorials. Like at this point, everything I'm, I'm watching, all the blog posts are saying the same thing. There is no challenge. So let's just, you know, like jump in something else. What moment did you think was like your big breaking point that you're like, okay, um, I'm going to start my own business? Oh, that one, that one. I got super confident there. Like, I know I don't like confidence, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I learned YouTube tutorials. I love Photoshop mm-hmm. tutorials through YouTube. I am a graphic designer. I got a <laughs> job at a startup. Let's start a graphic design company. And oh boy, it failed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got um, like friends around because my first clients were like my 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 I think my mom was like one of my first clients. <laughs> then my 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 roommates, um, then my colleagues at school, then my neighbors. Then after and then they never said anything. They were like, "Oh, Abby, you're the best. You're so wonderful." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, neither of them paid me a dime, so right. they had no <laughs> right to give me any critic. <laughs> but I was like, I have got this. Let's get a paid client. Then, so I got this lady. It was like, oh, I need to design this flyer for me. I don't know. I think it was like an outdoor event. Uh, I was I was still in the food thing with the food the startup, so I was mm. touching lots of restaurants, lots of food bloggers as well. Mm. I was really into the food industry in Kenya. So they're like, mm. do this design for me. And I was like, yeah, I can do it. I made a design. She's like, oh, change this, change this. I'm like, okay. Oh, change that, change that. Okay. But as much as I like graphic design, it's so close to me that I can't take critique on that. Mm. I can't take feedback on that. And that was my first lesson. Liking something doesn't mean it's, it, you're ready to make it a business. Because mm. when it becomes a business, it's about them, not about you. And you need to like humble yourself because mm. the customer gets quite um, selfish. That's the phrase you want to use. Like They want what they want because you're paying for it. And I want what I want because I'm the creative here. Mm-hmm. And that did not mesh. Like I couldn't right. handle it. 
So that did not work out. Like, I don't think I lasted six months. Yeah, I, it's just so stressful, man. I couldn't handle it. So it's like, okay, that's a fail. Humbled myself, went back to employment. I started working for this group of companies. I worked, I worked directly with the owner, um, the man and his wife, and they had four companies under, under them. So I figured, okay, I need to learn how to take critics. What better way than to work with someone who has who has like several companies under them, and because they have an established brand, my stuff has to match exactly what they want. And one of them worked in politics, so I definitely always had to have it on point. Because if I don't have His Excellency, it's a problem. Like what the heck? Mm. It's just two words, man. And so I I had to let out to take critique. And after that, I figured, okay, I've done this for one extra year. I can take critique. Let's start another business. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? So market, like design is off. What I like marketing, let's start a marketing agency. And oh my God, doing marketing as an employee and doing marketing as an employer, two completely different mm-hmm. things. Oh yeah. my God. Because <laughs> as an employee for most part, they already know what they want. What they want. You're yeah. sort of working with what they have. As mm-hmm. an employer, you're making the damn thing from scratch. <laughs> yeah. And then if it failed, it's on you. You can't, you can't tell like, oh, you know, I was following your strategy. You can't do that. It's all on you. I couldn't handle all that, like all that, like, all the responsibility on me. Like I got to do the sales plan, the marketing plan, the business processes. And it was so bloody hard. Jesus Christ. It was so, it was so annoying. Like every single passion I had for marketing shriveled up and died. <laughs> and I think the worst part was that. I had high expectations. I'm like, I am going to make $10,000 in my first month. Give it to my mom and like, in your face, mom, I can take care of myself. That did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> so like all my, I feel like I could have handled all the, all the, all the setbacks. But what I couldn't handle was that expectations I had, I never could meet them. Like I, I put myself on this pedestal. I had these high expectations that I never met. And I got stressed out. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's just like I, 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 I focus so much on me, what I wanted to get. But for most of the time, I sort of ignored you. Like, you give, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a service here. Yeah, you're paying for it here. Yeah, but like, I'm not happy with it. Right. Right. You know, it's, I just, I have a feeling. Yeah. So I struggled with that for a while. I said, you know what? Um, I, I had a friend of mine, patience. And I told her, she's like, maybe you're not ready for this right now. Like, you need to learn some more responsibility. You need to learn discipline. Um, she's like, the people you work with, like the, the men and the women, I want to just work like, more closely with them and learn a bit more. Like, you like marketing, forget about it, but there is more to a business than liking marketing. There's operations, there's the legal part, which I suck at. There's the accounting part, which I suck even more at. Like, how about you just like learn that from them? Pause this, then come back. So I'm like, okay, I don't lack confidence. I'm like, hi. By the way, can I be a personal assistant? <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow it's like, okay, I think I, I mean, if you want to. So mm-hmm. I became a personal assistant. <laughs> and so like, like just looking at this life, I'm like, it was so stressful. Like, because like, because I worked closely with him and his wife, I kept counting. I had five hours sleep in the night. If I mm-hmm. had less than six hours, I get grumpy. I can't live mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but I did learn responsibility. I did learn more discipline. I did, I did learn that, you know what? When you start a business, it's not quite fun. I mean, it has its fun parts, but if I'm going there expecting like, this is going to be so easy. I watched this movie, like I went like Mad Ben and like just walking around and like posing and like ha, throwing files up and down in the air. 
none of that. <laughs> like I had to face reality as this really is. And, and that wasn't, I think, 2018. Yeah, 2018, because 2019 was COVID. That was in 2018. And then I worked my butt off and I saw what what working on starting your own business is. They were serial entrepreneurs, so they were more advanced. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I got to see what having lots of businesses looked like. Mm-hmm. And it was so stressful. And I, I didn't, I, I wanted a business, but not like that. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, that was a night. I can't handle that. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay. So I found other female entrepreneurs and like, let's work with you closely. Let's see how your business works. I said I attended more um, live workshops. This thing is where like you spend a whole day with someone like shadowing them, but for mm-hmm. a day. So I did that and that was more fun. And I remember I worked for this um, entrepreneur anyway, but she's in a remote working space. So mm-hmm. I shadowed her for a while. And that was fun. It was purely online because my boss had like an offline thing. One business is architecture. The next is construction. His wife had politics and publishing. So I, so I got to experience different parts. And I got to see what I liked and what I did not like. And I definitely like working with women. Like, let's stick to women. I like working with people who are not very techie. That way I can do as I want and just be more free and like set up things because I like that. Like, okay, so female, starting face, not very techy. I like that. I like marketing as well. I'm like, okay, so I'm sort of figuring out what I want to do. But marketing is broad. So I'm like, okay, let's now bring this down. Like, what about marketing do I like? Because I know I've been everywhere. I've taken all those courses, all those tutorials. Obviously, like, it wasn't graphic design. <laughs> ah, oh my God, that reminds me. That reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess all of that just like aligned and like all the fumbles made me figure out what exactly I wanted to do one failure at a time. And ta-da, here I am now. Yeah, I love that. We actually just um, interviewed Larry Long Jr. And he talks about failure being an unsuccessful attempt at something. And I feel like you epitomize that so much that it's not, even though you felt like you failed and you tried something and it it didn't work out, that it wasn't you were on the wrong path or that that you were meant to quit owning or not, not eventually own your own business, but it just meant that it was the wrong kind of business, you know, and I love that. Well, it's kind of like using failure as like personal discovery. Like you used failure to be like, okay, because I think it's equally as helpful to know what you don't like as it is to know what you do like. Yeah. You know, that is so So true. So you could stay away from it. Yeah. I really loved, um, uh, and I would love to, curious if you had this same kind of experience, but you had this friend that told you, like, hey, you need to go learn. Like, Mm -hmm. like you have, maybe the business sense and whatnot, but you need to go learn how to do these things. And and we, I've heard a lot of entrepreneurs talk about, especially solopreneurs, where these people in their life that kind of speak into them and give them that advice, they're what they call the, their board of directors, right? Like they're people that can, that they trust. Do you still have that kind of support system in your in your life? And are you still open to that kind of feedback? Oh yeah, she's still there. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's still very much there. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's nice having that because be, because um, now she is someone who from the start had always had had a business. When we were in college, um, mm. she had um, she used to do um, interior design, but she made like this really interesting pillows for couches and stuff. Mm. So from the start, she had always had her own business. Even when she got a full time job at one of the tech companies, she still had her side hustle. Mm. So I was gonna take if we're gonna take advice from somebody, it would be her because mm. she she has experience that I did not have. And mother, it hurts to hear it, 
maybe I start a good friend that I know she wouldn't want to put me down unless I was definitely like missing something. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to like take her advice to the face. She kept saying it anyway. Like it's in every question it came up, like, oh Abby, so what, what have we been doing? Oh, you need to stick to this, you need to do this. Like, oh woman, <laughs> talk about something else. It kept coming up. Oh my, oh my, oh my bloody again. I had to take her advice anyway. Yeah. Sounds like a good friend, a persistent friend. Yeah. Ah. Very persistent. I'll yeah. give it that. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> <persistent>. <laughs> so we like to ask our guest if they've had what we call an oh shit moment uh, when starting out like this particular company that you have now. Like where you're worried that it wasn't going to work out or like you're in over your head or you're thinking like, what have I done? So have you experienced that with your current company, the For Her Empire? I think like the closest I had I, before I fully launched For Her Empire I like dipped my toes in by podcasting, like testing mm-hmm. the markets, creating content for my ideal clients, seeing what they responded to. And so I guess I I, I had not gone all in because I only just um, rebranded it to the marketing coach before to like podcasting community, like get some feedback here and there. But the first two, oh shit moments kind of made me get smarter. So in Fora Empire, I've not really had that because I was very cautious from the start. Like, okay, okay, I had filter times. I don't want to feel again. Let's, let's not like be all confident. I'm gonna bump. It's gonna be awesome. Like let's just come down. Like see how it works. So for this, I've been so cautious, which I guess is a bit unlike me. But like for the first two, I went all in. Like oh yeah, let's do this. Mm. Like, it's like, let's just turn it down a bit and see what happens. Yeah, I love that. I I think that that's like one of the things too. We were very cautious when we opened up the Bradford. Like we did it in a way that if it failed, it wouldn't ruin us financially. And we've always said that the reason why it took so long for the Bradford to turn the profit we wanted was because we were so cautious. So like, well, if we could go back, we would have dove in like head first. And, and I feel like that's true, but we only know what you know at the moment. And at the moment we knew that the stakes were extremely high. And so in order for us to feel comfortable, like we had to be cautious and and give us that kind of that I don't know that yeah, purity purity yes yes well. yes so I, I hear that but yeah I mean I think you I always say you make the best decision with the information given at the time you know given different information mm-hmm. you would make different decisions but you can only make the best and yeah. obviously with you you're like okay I've had this track record of jumping all in and uh, <laughs> doing work that I don't love doing mm-hmm. um, so I definitely think being more cautious might've been the better approach at that yeah. time for a long-term success. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, uh, so you do a lot of consulting with other uh, businesses and how do you encourage your clients when they have hit a roadblock in their business journey? I feel like you probably really great about uh, using your own experiences and guiding them in a way. Yeah. So, so when you say they hit a roadblock, what sort of roadblock is it? I think, oh, I think there's all kinds, but to me, the first one, like for like, I think about like our first roadblock was getting out of like learning how to grow in a sustainable way, right? Like we knew that the business was there and we knew that we could book it, but then it was also like adding to the team in a way that made sense. So we weren't taxing ourselves too much. We just felt kind of stuck. Like we were, it was either like, you're going to have this small company or you're going to have this big company, but you can't be in the middle. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you Figure out that the problem here is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it always <laughs> I is. Know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah, but for me, I, I probably would first ask 
to figure out like where this problem is coming from. So um, let's see like the fishing analogy. There's the ocean or the water body. There's the bait, there's the hook, there's a the fisherman. Now in this case, the ocean is like the market. It's, it's an online business, the ocean is the internet. The bait is whatever you put out there to get clients. The hook is how you deliver the clients. And even those companies you put out, how you support that. Then the fisherman is you. So if, for example, if the fisherman does not show up consistently, doesn't go to fish, well, he doesn't catch a fish. If you show up and then there is there is no bait, you're not telling anybody about your business or about your service, telling them, okay, this is a virtual event, a physical event, a virtual product, physical product, is a refund policy, there's a refund policy, this is how much it costs, um, these are the benefits, these are the features, blah, blah, blah. If you don't put out the bait and tell them about stuff, well, you will get nothing. So if you don't get any client, then you probably to look, is the problem the ocean? Am I in the wrong place? You know, am I, am I, putting my, my bait out in the wrong, am I targeting the wrong people, so to speak? So am I putting the wrong bait? The content I'm putting in, so let's say I, I know my target audience. I'm putting out stuff, but then nobody's responding. Well, my bait is probably wrong. Mm. So then I have to figure out, like, what am I putting out there? And I can look at it from a different perspective. I got this from a relationship coach, like, how would somebody find you? So I once tried to, um, I have a church member who is a relationship coach. And then we're having a conversation and then somehow it became about me and my business. So she asked me, how will somebody find you? And I said, my website. How will they find the website? Google. What will they search for? They'll search for like marketing coaches in Kenya. If they search for that, will I find you on the first page? I'm like, there are different factors that goes into a ranking. And like, yeah, so how are they finding you? Now that's right. the bait. So like your fish has to find a bait. Mm. I mean, it's great that you have like your website, your podcast, your blog, your, your social media posts, but they have to find that. If you, if your ocean is a Facebook group, keep in mind that people post frequently. So your bait is going gonna to go there. No one, after a week, no one sees it. If your mm. bait is, 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 is uh, let's say, emails, people don't always open their emails. I know mm. like seven out of 10 emails, emails I get, I am like as read. Like, mm. just, I, I need to change that habit. But like, you have to figure out the bait. So if you're getting the fish, then mm. the bait. So let's say your bait is, is, is right. You figure out like, okay, this, this message tells everyone everything they need to know about my product. How am I delivering this? Like say somebody saw that post, how, how do they come on board? What's the payment process like? How do I deliver that product or service? That's the hook. So mm. if, I'm, if people are interested and then nothing is coming in, then I have to look at my hook. Mm. So if I, if I have all of that right and then the world is happening, then the problem is definitely me. Am I doing the best I can? Am I showing up consistently? Uh, am I telling people about me, my values, so they can get to know me a lot better? Am I motivated? How, how do I manage the business, my operations? Do I have enough time between operations and taking care of my clients? How is my time management, task management? So for every like roadblock you meet, there are four places. Is it the ocean? Is it the bait? Is it the hook? So it's you, the fisherman. But once you start eliminating things and tweaking things, eventually you will learn that where yeah, the problem is and you'll fix it. So that's how I would address a roadblock. That's great. I love that because I feel like there are so many times you can look at a problem and you look at it and you're like, the problem is X. Like, it, this is the issue. And then when you really get down to it and you start digging deep into it and you start making those changes, you realize, well, actually, that wasn't the problem. That was not the issue. Mm -hmm. That was working just fine. What the issue was is 
is this over here. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great it's advice. A great analogy. Yeah. I know. And I do love that analogy. Yeah. The problem is the ocean just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. It's it like so much more that's accessible, so much more out there. Yes. And I'm still stuck in like, you know, 85, yeah. like in the technology lane of like 85. That's where I was comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to, I want to ask, like, cause you, you mentioned this a couple of times, like you had to learn how to take criticism, right? And yeah. how did you go from somebody who really struggled with taking that criticism to being able to be more okay with it? Yeah. So I think the major thing came up in, this, this is 2021. So in mm-hmm. 2017, Kenya had an election and uh, I was working for one of the member of county assembly um, on the team. Uh, team members, and then it's just, uh, they fast over like the tiniest thing. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't, now that I know it, I'm like, it's this political campaign, like scandals were coming out left and right. Like I could get why they were fussy over the mm-hmm. smallest thing. But at that point, I was like, we're all adults here. Like if you make like the smallest mistake, you are only human. They will understand. Mm-hmm. They did mm-hmm. not. Like they did not. So working with that meant you have to like refine everything to the smallest detail. It also meant that for every copy, for every website design, for every um, graphic, for every video, for every audio, it had to go through people before it went out. So I might think this is the bomb, but I can't post it. If I did, it's like, oh my God, take it out immediately. Like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? And I had, and I had done that. I have put out a, a content that had not been approved by the team. And, oh, Jesus Christ. And, and the, the content itself was fine, but they had not approved it. Uh-huh. Like, nothing about it was offensive, but it was not the right time to go out. I used like, okay, uh, social media is empty. Like, I just posted, so it doesn't look like it's dead. But then I, then I had to realize that it's small to me mm-hmm. because it doesn't really affect me that much. Mm-hmm. But this is this guy's career. Yeah. This is, and it's not only his career, it's everyone in the campaign. They exist because there's a process. I might think that, you know, this design is fine, but it's the clients, it's for their business. It has to match what they want. And it's not about me. I have to follow this process, even if I think that, you know what, you're wrong. Everyone has a right to their opinions. You may be wrong, but your opinion, you're entitled to it. But ultimately, the client's opinions precedes everything else. Yeah. And so I guess I have to like get off my high horse and realize that it's not all about me. And I might think I'm right. And maybe technically I'm right. But if that's not what the client wants, if it doesn't align with what they want, it doesn't match it back to their schedule, their vision, then it's wrong. So I have to learn that when it comes to other people, not my stuff, other people's stuff, doesn't matter what my opinions are. Mm-hmm. They're paying you and you're a customer. Abigail, get over your shit. It's about them now. Focus on that. It's it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I'm a terrible person. I mean I made a mistake as well. Acknowledge that is I definitely did the wrong thing, but I have to put the focus on them. And prior to this was me, me, me. I'm good at this. I like this. I'm me. I'm this. I'm me. Me. <laughs> and this time has to be like it's them. What they want. If they don't like it, you're the client. The client is always right. Take it. Deal with it. Give them what they want. Give them what you day. If you still feel like depressed, go buy sushi and eat your feelings out. <laughs> sushi always helps. Yeah, like act like happiness for me right now. Just buy it. Like put all my feelings in there. Like, oh, I'm not gonna die anyway. Tomorrow is still gonna be there. Still gonna wake up the next day. I'm still going to be fine. 
it's their business. What they want is the most important thing. And that's how I learned to by up by, by making mistakes in a political campaign. Do you, do you feel like a lot of that also relates to confidence? Sometimes I feel like when I'm being ultra sensitive about something and I'm, I'm having a hard time taking criticism is because I'm not confident in necessarily what I'm doing, even though I feel like I'm, I'm good at what I do, but maybe that certain thing and, and I've tried really hard to, to be great at, to be perfect. And then someone's coming around and saying, well, actually it's not. And it's like reaffirming in your mind that like, okay, maybe you aren't good enough. Whereas when I'm walking in super confidence, like I'm very confident in what I'm doing and someone comes and gives me criticism, I can look at it and say, it's not about me. It has nothing to do with Mm -hmm. my abilities. This is just exactly this. It has a bigger weight to you. You want something more specific. So do you feel like there was a confidence switch that helped with that as well? Probably. Uh, I experienced a similar thing. In August, I I, I went to this, uh, actually I went to Boss Babes, uh, not Boss Babes, Boss Moms, Mm. the Facebook group. Then uh, I wanted to rebrand and I've always done my design myself, my website myself. So I had put together like this logo and asked them to give me honest feedback. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like this looks like, like I thought it looked like they've been in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it, it, it looks so terrible. It looks weird. It looks, oh, it looks kind of gaudy. It looks kind of, I'm like, okay, you don't have okay. to go off that well. Let me tell you, I was hurt. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was hurt. My confidence took a blow. Like, am I bad at design? Am I terrible at graphic design? When it's everything, this, and and I I kept trying to like justify it. Like, I've not done design in a while. I'm personal marketing. With my design skills went down. That I took a big blow in that. Later, I was like, well, my aesthetics and aesthetics are different. Right. So it's telling myself that okay, you're great. Maybe you have to like tone. Abigail out of it a bit and put more flora into mm-hmm. it, but you're great. So like I have to like reassure myself that I'm good at this. Maybe for this particular situation, mm-hmm. I need to like change a bit more and give them what they want. But like Abigail, you're still good at design. You're still good at this. Uh, we're gonna get better. If you nail this, then you your your the way you design, you get better at design. You get different design styles. Okay, but yeah, it's confidence, man. Like that hurts. Yeah. So what's what has been your favorite or your most rewarding part of running the For Her Empire? Creation of stuff. Like I love creating things. Like mm-hmm. I get to make my website. I get to make my landing page. I, I I did my new logo. I did a new rebrand. I love. I love like it's like birthing a baby. Part time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can take care of myself at some point. But I, I think my part is creative marketing assets. It's like. In my head, it came out. It's mm-hmm. out there. It matches what it matches what I thought of. It's like, well, I think you're the best. You're awesome. Look at you. Like, <laughs> I did like the best part. Like just helping myself up and see what I created. It's the best boost ever. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can feel it. I mean, you're not sitting in this room with us, but I can feel it through the computer screen. Just, just that joy and energy. And I think that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. Thanks. Well, we would love to let our listeners know how they can get connected with you or learn more about um, For Her Empire. The best way to, to connect with me is by email or on the website. So on the website, there are a bunch of forms. And whenever you fill a form, I get an email directly so I can respond to you. So you can go to my website uh, at forherempire.com slash contact. 
so you can fill the contact form. Uh, can I give a gift to your listeners, by the way? Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm still like the biggest DIY person. And I got started in marketing of tutorials, free stuff, free courses. Um, so I've gone online to search for like lots of free stuff, not, not one I made, what's the orders I've made that actually makes sense, that is actionable, that is not like 70% tragic backstory, 20% sales, 10% actuals actual like strategy in there but actual stuff so i'm putting all of this together into a pdf it's supposed to be a a bunch of free courses blog posts articles online covering Mm -hmm. marketing sales branding personal development um systems and cool so that's a gift i think they're like 50 of them in one pdf Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, um, for anyone who's big on DIY things, maybe you're starting out and you sort of want to learn a bit more and see if you can do it yourself before you hire someone. Um, the PDF is my gift to you. Um, you can get that at forherempire.com slash femtrepreneur dash resources. So it's just called mm-hmm. femtrepreneur um, resources. I think I'll send you the link shortly so you can have it. But right. yes, yeah. you can have that. Once you once you, you fill in the form for that, I'll have your email address. And you probably get an email from me and we can like start chatting. I like I like chatting by email. It's more <laughs> fun than social yes. media. It's yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been so wonderful chatting with you today. Yeah, I've totally enjoyed it. Well. Yes. Your Friday night with us. I know. Thank you. I'm going to go sleep right now. All right. <laughs> awesome. Thanks everyone for gathering this today to talk about the hustle. To learn more about Abby, her business, and her podcast, visit forherempire.com or follow her on Instagram at forherempire. And make sure you check out our show notes for her free giveaway. This week, we made a virgin pineapple mint mojito, and we hope you get a chance to make it. And cheers to being creative. To learn more about our hustles, visit cndevents.com, anthemhouse.com, thebradfordnc.com, and hustleandgather.com, or follow us on Instagram at cndevents, at anthem.house, at thebradfordnc, and at hustleandgather. And if you like this show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. This podcast is a production of Earfluence. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we'll talk to you next time on Hustle and Gather.